actually live uh, Q&A. Uh, so go ahead and put those in the comments and we'll, st and we'll start taking those uh, questions. Um, okay, uh, so this is a flu shot question. Do you recommend flu shots for healthy adults and children? Uh, what's, your, what's your thoughts on this? Well, my thoughts are I don't want to give any medical misinformation, so uh, leave it up to yourself. If you want to take one, take one. And if you don't want to take one, don't take one. That's the only advice I can give you. Um, <laughs> you feel like you, you need it, take it. If you don't want it or you don't feel like you need it, don't take it. I like that. I think that's actually, I think that's a, a good way of looking at it. Um, let's see here. I'm behind on my questions. People want, okay, one question we got throughout the, that came in is how can we order your CBD? Katie answered that in the comments on Facebook. Uh, you're going to have to to go to one of the offices. Um, so, like like I said before, there's Kingsport, Johnson City, Bristol, uh, and Knoxville. Uh, that's where the CBD is. We cannot ship it, uh, so you'll have to you'll have to go to uh, one of the offices uh, for that. And I'm scrolling through my email, guys. Uh, Bianca, I know we're, we're going to get to Bianca's question hopefully next week. I know she asked one in email because I know she's with us tonight. Uh, we're going to get to that one next week. Uh, so, guys, I, I might not have any more questions from throughout the week. So if you guys have questions for Doc, go ahead and um, put that in, in the comments. Uh, let's see here. I found one. Okay, I just fractured my two and three metatarsals this past weekend and placed in a lower leg cast for at least four weeks. Is there a particular supplement slash vitamin combo and dosage Dr. Rogers would recommend to, to assist in best healing? And Doc, if you need me to read that again, I will. Yeah, um, I think I got it. Yeah, you know, it's not an uncommon fracture. I don't know how you did it, but... You know, the bones in the foot called the metatarsals are, they're kind of like that. They go like this. And the, the first and the fifth one are the thickest ones. So because they bear most of the weight, the second, third, and the fourth are thinner bones. So they're more likely to fracture. You know, I don't know what kind of trauma you had to fracture that. But um, a lot of times as you get older, again, I don't know your age, your bone structure or anything. As you get older, um, those bones get vulnerable. That's where we see stress fractures from running or even just walking sometimes. Um, that's why I recommend good shoes and maybe some orthotics, maybe something called a metatarsal bar, which Ernie Dixon will make you and, and or send you out to get one at our, at our office in Kingsport. Uh, but he talks a lot about uh, metatarsalgia and how those bones in the mid part of the foot are kind of vulnerable. So one thing I would do, if, if it wasn't a real traumatic thing that happened to you, uh, get a bone scan, density scan and see, you know, if your bones are mineralized. And if they're not, then you need to look at your hormones for one thing. Uh, but my favorite supplements are uh, D with K. Remember the vitamin K. Uh, helps put the D into your bones, you know, not your arteries or your joints where you don't want extra calcium. Um, so I like D with K and I like um, 
It's one called Life Extension Bone Restore. That's a pretty good one. It has a little bit of calcium in it. Um, so I like that one. I like curcumin. Um, and let me see. Oh, you probably ought to get um, a collagen supplement. One I take is called Keto Collagen. I like it because there's no carbs in it. Um, but those are ones that I like a lot. Um, and then if you've got a severe case of osteoporosis, then you may need a prescription medicine. Uh, hopefully not. I don't really like the Fosamax type of drugs. Um, somebody asked me today about Prolia, which is an injection. Um, I'm okay on that. There can be a few side effects on that. But uh, So those are my favorite ones. But try to find out, if it wasn't too traumatic, why your bones broke. I mean, if a big sledgehammer hits you on top of the foot, then we know why. Uh, but I don't know what your age is or if you're male or female. Um, females' bones tend to get thinner and more brittle than males because of lack of estrogen that they need to mineralize their bones. Um, and I'll tell you, if you do have osteoporosis, uh, you should probably see uh, my PA in Bristol, uh, Jill Hendricksy, who's fantastic. She's worked in ortho for 20 years and mm -hmm. it's great with osteoporosis, uh, all the different things you can do. So look and try to find out why and get on those few supplements that I've mentioned and get a bone density scan and see where you stand and hopefully prevent that in the future. Look at your hormones too. Uh, great question. Thank you for that answer, Doc. And I'm going to put this uh, up from Katie. Uh, just for those of the, for those people who aren't close to a performance medicine office, uh, CBD Plus uh, is a store that we like and trust, and they can get very close to all of the Dr. Rogers vitamins. Uh, and CBD Pluses are all over the place, so so definitely that's some uh, a store to to look out for if you're not close to a performance medicine and can't get the the Dr. Rogers formulas. Uh, thank you, Katie, for putting that in there. Uh, man, you guys are coming out with the questions. I love it. Thank you guys so much. Uh, we're taking live questions, uh, like I said, so go ahead and put those in the comments. Uh, Alice, I see yours about when uh, when the Kingsport office opens. I think they open at 9 a.m., uh, mm -hmm. 9 a.m. tomorrow morning. Um, let's see here. Where, where am I at? Uh, uh, let's go to Shelly's question. Uh, which CBD do you recommend for post-operative discomfort? Um, you know, if you can't sleep, I would take the, the one we have for sleep, CBD for sleep, because uh, it has a CBD in, in it. Uh, like I, if you looked at my podcast, there's a lot of different forms of CBD. Um, they all have little different purposes, but, um, probably the muscle and joint, uh, one that we have, uh, you know, we, there's four different types we have and they, they all work well. You know, there's only one of them that has the Delta-8 in it, and the Delta-8 does have some THC in it um, at half the dose that, like, a prescription um, uh, hemp would have, like you can get in Virginia. So, you know, with uh, with most of them, the, I, I like the, the one that I take in the mornings for focus a lot of times. Um, that's a really good formula. It just seems... To me, it just helps me focus and have energy uh, during the day, which I like. The other ones you should probably take at night. Um, and the only one that's really um, 
maybe may affect your psyche a little bit is Delta eight. We do have one Delta eight product that if you do have a lot of problems, then you might want to consider that one and then start out at half the dose. Um, but you know, I, I like CBD. I think it's a, it's a good thing for people that need it, you know, in a perfect world and nobody would need any medication. Um, but again, that endo cannabinoid system that you have in your body, your, your body has millions of receptors for CBD. So it's, it's kind of nature's way. It's a plant type of thing. So in some cases, you know, supplements is good for you, but I would say the muscle and the joint one is the one I would recommend. And that's the only one you need. That'll probably help relax you, maybe help you sleep a little bit too. People seem to like that one a lot. Um, but try that one, try the muscle and joint. Uh, thank you for that, Shelly. I'm going to put this up from Barbara, because um, I know why Barbara asked this, because the Bristol office is in Virginia. Um, so I, I'm assuming that, uh, so all, all the, the Dr. Rogers uh, formulas of CBD are in the Bristol office. Uh, this yeah. is probably in, uh, do you want, like, I'm assuming. Let me this explain is, it. Let me explain this. Okay. Hey, Barbara. Um, yeah, I mean, I have all the different formulas that we have. There's four Dr. Rogers CBD. And only one of them has THC in it, but it's the Delta 8 THC, which is legal. Um, in Virginia, of course, medical marijuana is legal, but we can't, you know, we can't hold that in the office and sell it, of course. You have to go to dispensary with a medical marijuana card. Um, so that's, if you have really a lot of problems in, in a lot of discomfort, can't sleep, you know, all kinds of reasons for it then you can you know we can write you out a card to get it at the dispensary they have one in abington but as far as you know the other forms of th or cbd you have your full spectrum um, which means it has all the ingredients of the hemp plant in it including thc but it'll be less than 0.3 so it won't have any psychoactive effects on it, it won't show up on a drug test um, you know, if you're really worried about a, a drug test, uh, say you work at one of the companies that just won't allow any CBD, um, you could still, you could take the isolate, which I don't even care because I don't think it works. Um, but the full spectrum and even the broad spectrum may have a little bit in it, but it'll be way low. Um, so you won't get in it. And, and the broad is never going to show up on a drug test. The full possibly could if you just took a ton of it. So I really wouldn't worry about that so much. But um, but the only one that has the Delta 8 THC in it, which is you can get in, I think, almost every state, um, is the Delta 8 THC, which is less potent than the Delta 9 that, that's regulated. So I hope that helps you. But yeah, people that live in Virginia uh, with a medical marijuana card can get it from a dispensary. And again, I, I'm not keen on it for recreational use. I know you're not using it for that, but um, but for medical purposes and people that suffer, that have chronic pain, that can keep them off opiates, that can help them sleep, that have a poor quality of life. I put a lot of cancer patients on it and you know it's a godsend to them not to have to take um opiates that 
constipate them and that uh, cause nausea. You know, medical marijuana is an anti-emetic. It helps nausea. It helps your appetite. So it's a godsend for a lot of people. I uh, just don't like it for recreational use at all. And none of my patients are taking it for that. But um, for medical purposes, the people need help. It really, it really works well. And, and that goes on to the, you know, plain CBD without THC in it. Um, all the other formulas that we have, they have a lot of medicinal purposes. And, you know, sometimes people need help. So uh, I like CBD. Uh, thank you for that, Barbara and Gene uh, on, on YouTube. If you can, if you'll email me that question, I will email you back an answer. Uh, just email me, Ben at performancemedicine.net, and uh, we'll answer that uh, that way. Um, let's go to uh, Jack's question. Um, why would heart rate go from 55 to 170 instantly for no apparent reason? What's your thoughts on this, Doc? Yeah, I mean that's that's something that you need to look at because you may be your the heart is run by an electrical circuit. You have a couple pacemakers in your heart that regulate your rhythm. And some sometimes that electrical circuit kind of goes haywire a little bit. Sometimes from congenital malformations, sometimes uh from precipitated by medicines by stress by caffeine but if it goes from 55 to 170 like that would you know any reason you're probably um getting a supraventricular tachycardia we call it svt could even be afib um you know afib is an irregularly irregular heart rate so if your pulse is just all over the place very irregular and it's fast it's probably afib if it's re if it's regular but just fast, it's probably a um, either a sinus tachycardia or a supraventricular tachycardia, which is a little bit different. Um, and if you the most common one would probably be an SVT. I mean, I've had that happen to me. Um, and a couple number one, you need to get it checked out by going in for an EKG, um, and then maybe wearing a Holter monitor. Um, which will you wear for a couple of days up to a month and it records every heart rate you take and it'll let, let us know if you're heading into a dangerous rhythm. You know, hope, hope is not VTAC, which is a very dangerous uh, rhythm that you need to know if you're, if you're jumping into that. But, you know, we see this quite a bit. Probably the most common thing I see are just palpitations or PVCs premature ventricular contractions. And that's when your heart skips a beat and the next one comes back really hard. You feel that boom. It'll skip a beat and the next one's really hard and prominent because the blood is not pumped out on time. So it accumulates more blood and it pumps harder to get that blood out. And those are usually benign. I mean, everybody throws PVCs. Uh, some people, a lot more than others. Sometimes you see them every third beat. Um, and certainly, you know, if they're bothersome, you need uh, some blood work to make sure your thyroid's not abnormal, that your potassium and your electrolytes are okay. Um, so, and if it's, if it's what I think it may be called SVT, you know, if it doesn't, if it doesn't stop, if it doesn't go back down fairly instantly, then a couple of things you can do to break an episode like that. 
One is carotid massage, where you just reach up and rub your carotid uh, sinus, your carotid artery up there. And a lot of times that will negate it. The other thing you can do is cough a few times. The other thing you can do is stick your face in some very cold water. A lot of times that'll break it. Um, or do what we call a valsalva maneuver, where you just bear down like you're straining, and that sometimes will break it. But if it, you know, if it becomes frequent, or if you have any like syncope or faintness or anything like that, that needs to be checked out. Hmm. Um, so definitely an EKG, a halter, if that's, you know, happening quite a bit and some, and some blood work. But uh, I'm glad you asked me that question, you know, cause that, that's a common thing that, that I see in the office a lot. I, I saw a guy like that yesterday and, uh, you know, he, he's actually flipping in and out of AFib. So he definitely needs to be on a blood thinner. And, you know, I put him on a calcium channel blocker and he already has a cardiologist. So he's following up with another one that's a specialist in rhythm. Uh, they're electrophysiologists, uh, cardiologists. There's just a few of them. But, uh, and sometimes if it is a wacky electrical circuit, um, they can go in there and, and burn the, the extra circuit out and cure it. Uh, Jenny's had that done. Um, so get it checked out. Um, you know, Jack, thank important. you so much for that question. That's a great question. Um, and something that's way more common than, than I realized. Um, mm -hmm. so thank you for that, Jack. Um, all right, let's get to Lori's uh, question. Um, how long does the Ozempic side effects morning sickness last? Uh, great question. Uh, as you guys know, we've talked a lot about Ozempic. Um, huge fans of it. Uh, what's your answer to Lori's question? Uh, yeah, you know, a lot of people get a little bit nauseated with Ozempic. Um, with Ozempic, if you have severe mid-epigastric pain, stop taking and let me know. I've only had a couple of those. Uh, and I've prescribed hundreds and hundreds of doses of this. Um, but, you know, you, that, you start out at the really low dose. It delays gastric emptying, therefore some nausea because you feel full, especially if you overeat. That's one, one way it works. You know, you're not going to eat much if you're a little bit full and maybe even a little nauseous. But a lot of, and that's the reason we give you the 0.25 dose once a week for four weeks, and then we move up to the 0.5 dose, which is more effective for both uh, sugar control and weight loss. Um, it just varies. I've had some people just couldn't take it, you know, or they moved up to the 0.5 and they just could not take it. Um, then they moved down to the 0.25 and they're okay. Uh, so we kept them at a low dose. Other people can tolerate two milligrams. I had one today without any side effects. Generally, it goes away. Now, it may take... Um, a few weeks. Some people get a little nauseous on day four after the shot. Some people get nauseated day one or two after the shot. So it really varies all over the map with this. Now, if you can't tolerate Ozempic, there's another one that I use called Mongiorno. Um, it is a semi-glutide product, but with another thing called a GIP uh, in addition to it. And in a lot of cases, uh, they're able to tolerate that and maybe vice versa. But um, they both work great. Um, so, you know, if it's debilitating, stop taking it. And we'll try a different dose or maybe even try Mongiorno on you and kind of see how you do. But it just is all over the map. But generally it gets better. 
as time goes on. Um, it's a week or a month, it may be. Uh, thank you for that, Lori. And I'm going to follow that up. We just got a question through uh, Facebook Messenger uh, that says, I finally got my prescriptions filled for Manjuro, uh, which you just mentioned, and I'm nervous about the side effects. I'm also worried about my thyroid. Have you seen any issues with people's thyroid after taking it a while? Um, uh, they are hypothyroid, not diabetic. No, I've never seen a thyroid problem from this type of medicine. Um, you know, the reason they have the warning on there is because um, I think in one rat, they, they develop medullary cancer, the thyroid. And, you know, so they take the warning is if you have a history of medullary cancer of the thyroid or anybody in your family has, which is rare as hen's teeth, um, you know, my brother, general surgeon he he does a lot of thyroidectomy a lot of thyroid stuff he's, he never saw a case in 30 years of practice so that's how rare it is and again it was found in one rat so i wouldn't be concerned about the thyroid there's another contraindication called men syndrome number two multiple endocrine neoplasia where you have different kinds of cancer in your endocrine system that's rare as well and you know you're pretty much going to know if you have that uh so again um it's not it's not a big risk. I mean, anything you do, you take a risk, but it's really, really low. So you want to see if in anything you take, if the risk are, are worse than the benefits. And in that case, I wouldn't do it, but very, I would not worry about the thyroid. Um, you know, unless you have one of those things that like history of medullary cancer, the thyroid, um, I'm gonna, you know, I wouldn't take, it, but, uh, I'm going to put this good uh, question though. I'm going to put this up from Jamie, um, Mongero. So, and I'm really glad she put this in here. Did I say, did I, I mispronounce it? Because I know I mispronounce it too. And I've been wondering, it's Mongero. Is it Jaro or Jero? I like to use the French pronunciation of it. Mongero. Mongero. I took French. I took French all along. So, but hey, Jamie knows what she's talking about. Believe me. Mongero. Mongero. Ozempic. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I like okay. to give it a French accent or maybe an Italian accent. But yeah, I wish they would they would make it a little simpler. Mongero. You know? Mongero is how we pronounce it. <laughs> um, okay. Thank uh, you, Jamie. Robin is asking, is it okay to take Digest Shield first thing in the morning before coffee and breakfast? Yeah. Uh-huh. Especially if you eat breakfast. You know, I usually recommend it once or twice a day uh, before the meals, you know, 30 minutes before, but I like a lot of times I'll just take it with my meal. Cause you know, I get so busy. I don't have time to time it and it works great. So I really like it. It's sure. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. You know, I had a patient today that told me that they really had a hard time taking, uh, it was a split dose of something. They'd always forget to take their nighttime medicine. So, um, I said, well, just take it in the morning um you know just take it once a day at double the dose in that particular medicine she could do that that doesn't play true for all medicines but um certainly for this one it did so the best time to take your medicine is when you're going to remember to take it and uh so but yeah you certainly can especially if you're putting any you know any creamer in your coffee or eating uh a breakfast 
Um, uh, thank you for that, Robin. Let's get to to Jen. Ben, did you like did you like my uh, podcast today on binders? I loved your podcast Gut on binders. binders. Yeah, yeah. If anybody hasn't read that, that's an interesting thing that you're not going to hear about a whole lot is gut binders very important in the treatment of ibs and some and the inflammatory bowel diseases and even infectious bowel diseases but uh, binders are something not a lot of people have heard about that's really interesting and very helpful for people especially that have ibs um so well, but anyway and, and i'll go ahead and put this up for this is up on youtube now guys uh gut binders as the the latest episode of the common sense md and um you know, I, what was interesting to me was just um, the function of it makes so much sense. The detox, it's a detoxifier, right? It just detoxifies yeah, it the is. body. That's the purpose of it. It's, it is a detoxifier. It's a binder. It binds all the toxins up and gets rid of them. Uh, but um, with the digest shield, it has a binder in it. Kygosin is a binder. Mm. Now, you may need more binders than, than that one, but it does have a binder. That's why, why I like Digestial so much. It has has five different things in it that work really well. Um, but anyway, uh, let's, let's get to Janet's question on LinkedIn. Uh, how to treat sciatic nerve pain. Um, what's, your, what's your thoughts on this? I know you're, you've seen a, a ton of it, I'm sure. Yeah, um, re- very common. Um, First of all, make sure it's your sciatic nerve, which is the big nerve that runs out of your uh, spinal canal cord down your butt, down into your leg. Um, very common. Uh, a lot of times when you straighten your leg up, it, it really sends a lot of pain down the back of your leg. A lot of times it's confused with piriformis um, syndrome, which is a deeper butt uh, problem. But... Um, so it's a different thing. So make sure that it's you got the right diagnosis. The thing I do is send them to Ernie, physical therapist, um, to make sure to make the diagnosis. And the, the best treatment is physical therapy, in my opinion. Now, when it's acute, a lot of times I'll have to put people on nonsteroidal anti-inflammatory, sometimes even a short course of prednisone. Um, you know, I, I tend to like heat on this, um, but st- stretches. I would say stretches are some of the the best thing to do. If you get any um, like other symptoms besides the pain down to the back of your hamstring, like if it goes into your foot, you start experiencing foot drop, you know, you got to start worrying about a disc pressing on the nerve. So, um, you know, that in that case, you may need an MRI of your uh, LS spine and to look at that. But uh, certainly, um, Sometimes if you have a lot of spasm with it, we'll add a muscle relaxer to it. Uh, but sciatic nerve pain is painful. Um, I don't know if you've ever had it. I had it one time, and it, it really is painful. Um, you know, Ernie's got all kinds of treatments for it. He does dry needling. He does all kind of ultrasound, you know, electric stimulation. But the physical therapist, I think, is, is the person, once the medical doctor may get it calmed down a little bit uh, with some non-steroidal, maybe steroid. Well, I'm putting this up from D-Len, um, asking, will, C, will CBD help with, with sciatic? Um, and if so, yeah, what CBD is anti-inflammatory. Um, 
you know, we're trying to battle inflammation to prevent disease. And certainly that's a very inflamed nerve. Um, but yeah, you know, what type I'd get the muscle and joint one. Um, it has the most different kinds of CBD in it. And it seemed to, it seems to be helpful for it. You know, certainly not going to hurt you. Um, but you may consider, I always like curcumin, turmeric. That's, that's one of my favorite natural anti-inflammatories. Um, just like I consider CBD a natural product. Um, but once you get it cooled down with maybe even some, you know, prescription type medicines, um, I, I certainly think it's it probably be beneficial for you. But always try to find out the reason you have it. Have you been injured? Do you have um, an imbalance in your gait? You know, is one leg longer than the other? Um, you know, that type of thing. Do you have a, you know, a spinal deformity? A lot of people, um, when you take an x-ray, their lumbosacral spine, they'll have... Uh, like six lumbar vertebrae instead of five, or they have sacralization of five. And L5 is part of their sacrum. And then you have to look at the SI joint as well. That's why you really need to see somebody that does this all the time, like a physical therapist, to really dive into to what it is. Um, but yeah, CBD would probably help. Probably help. Uh, thank you for that, D. Lynn. Um, let's see here. Thank you for that, uh, Janet on LinkedIn. Uh, Jenny's on Facebook and asking, I am auto, I am, uh, let's see here. I am autoimmune diseases and give medicine to help, but am gaining weight. Okay. So it seems that, uh, they have an autoimmune disease and they're given medicine to help, but I'm gaining weight. Uh, what's your, what's your thoughts on this? Have you seen this with medications and autoimmune diseases? Yeah. Um, I mean, you may have had to take prednisone at times. Yeah. A lot of people do. Um, there's a lot of medication to control symptoms uh, like gabapentin where you'll gain weight. Um, a lot of antidepressants that are used for pain modulations, you'll gain weight. Um, I don't know what autoimmune disease you have, um, but, and again, hopefully you're on a good autoimmune diet, which usually means low sugar um, and staying away from certain uh, inflammatory gut foods. Like whenever I see a patient with an autoimmune disease, I immediately ask about their gut. And nine times out of 10, it's, man, my gut has really had problems, which is probably the cause of your, the root cause of your autoimmune disease. I had a patient last week, early forties, female who tend to get more autoimmune diseases than males do, um, has a long history of rheumatoid arthritis and lupus. She was on Humira and methotrexate, which are heavy hitters. Um, very expensive, and methotrexate is like a chemo drug. Um, can have a lot of side effects. Um, and both those medicines can work, but they're, they're heavy. Uh, in any event, um, and a lot of people gain weight with them. But in any event, I had just had her try LDN, low-dose naltrexone, which I also use for weight loss. Um, most people lose weight on LDN and go to one of my podcasts on low dose naltrexone and you'll see kind of how it works. It's really too complex to tell you how it works here, but it's an amazing medicine for autoimmune diseases. Um, and most people lose weight on it. It helps their pain. It, it helps their inflammation. 
I'm really a big fan of low-dose naltrexone. You'd be the perfect patient to try that on. I'd like to see, you know, more of your history and the medicines you've tried and have been on. But think about your gut first. You know, if you're having gut problems, you need to find out why. And you need you may be a patient in these binders and pre and probiotics, um, as well as an autoimmune diet. Uh, because some foods are very inflammatory. Um, of course, sugar is the absolute worst one. But you also got to think about other ones like glutens and dairy and nightshades and corn and soy. Um, you know, I have an autoimmune diet sheet in my office. If you want to come by and get it, you can look at that. And then, uh, you know, maybe try some LDN, which is a prescription medicine. You got to see a doctor for it. Um but not a lot of providers know about LDM. We at Performance Medicine do. And we've seen a lot of good things uh, as a result of LDM. It's probably not something that uh, even your rheumatologist even considers. They may not even know about it. Um, but anyway, hope that helps. Uh, great question, Jenny. Thank you for There is a solution. There is a solution. You can get the weight off. I love that. Uh, Vicki is saying our... 83-year-old mom has been taking metoprolol for seven years since she had a stent put in. Metoprolol. Metoprolol. Uh, has been taking metoprolol for seven years since she had a stent put in. It seems to interact with a lot of other meds. Is there something else you suggest, or is it safe to stay on this? Yeah, you know, most cardiac patients take a low-dose beta blocker, um, but yeah, I mean, the thing about beta blockers is they do slow your heart rate. Maybe you need a controlled heart rate, but they can make you tired too. They can interact with other some medications. And I don't know your case and whether or not it's an absolute must that you be on this, but um, there are, you know, different beta blockers that, you know, are a little bit cleaner that you could consider taking. Um so ask your doctor or us if you come to us about maybe using one that's a little bit cleaner and won't uh, have so many side effects. Um, you know, people with stents have cardiac disease and atherosclerosis. But one, one thing she probably ought to do is get a Cleveland heart panel and see, see where her inflammatory markers are, you know, where insulin resistance is you know, see what, look at what medicines you're taking. And there may be a little better answer uh, for that. Sometimes we use calcium channel blockers, but they tend to cause more side effects than beta blockers do. Um, but anyway, that's, that's an interesting question and there can be some options for her. I'm, I'm certain of it. Uh, thank you for that, Vicki. Uh, let's see here. Rowella, am I missing uh, YouTube questions? Um, I'm, I'm seeing them kind of come in. I'm going to try to get to all of them, um, but I want to make sure I, I'm actually seeing them. Um, so let's see, because we, we, we definitely want to get uh, to all the YouTube people as, as well. Um, I, I see this one from Candy. Um, what's your thoughts on Modere Collagen Brand? It's liquid form. Is it worth the money? Um, what's your thoughts? I've heard good things about it. You know, I haven't taken it or had it in the office, but I've had a couple other patients that liked it. So, you know, 
once you, you take a collagen brand, it, it, you should notice in a couple months if your nails are growing faster, if your hair is growing faster and your skin's a little tighter, then uh, it's working. So you know, I haven't heard anything bad about it. All right. Thank you for that question, Candy. And I'll, um, uh, we've got a, a reword question here, and I'll put it up here, Doc, if you could stay uh, focused. Uh, so how do you like Paxlovid? You know, let's just keep it, uh, you know, oh, about Paxlovid. Yeah. I got to stay focused. I've used it in patients that, you know, requested it and, you know, had really a lot of risks. I've certainly used it. Uh, for people, you know, sometimes we'll see the Paxlovid rebound, so really help it quickly, and then they may get it, you know, a week or two later, and you really don't retreat them at that point uh, with Paxlovid. But so I'm not, I'm not against Paxlovid at all. But um, here's Ike coming up. Ike wants to get in the picture early, I think. No. Well, I don't know he what he it. did. Have a haircut. Thanks, Rolla. Here. Hey, hey, Doctor Ike, what's going on, man? He just jumped up here. He got a great haircut yesterday. He looks good today. And, anyway, and, <laughs> so for those at high risk, uh, Paxwood may be a good option. I'd still treat it with the other stuff as well. I certainly do. All right. Thank you for, uh, for that, Gene. Um, let's see here. Um, where am I at? I try to get Ike in here. Uh, there, there, there Ike is. He's looking good. His haircut looks really good. All right, now he's at it. I'll bring him up later. Uh, this is an LDN question from Terry. Does the LDN work well for someone who takes other medicines? Does it interact with many other prescriptions? No, the only thing you can't take it with is opiates um, because it's an opiate um, antagonist. And that's the reason that that drug was invented uh, as a medicine for opiate addicts. And um, a lot of times we'll use it in alcoholics as well, but that's high dose. The low dose works on a completely different uh, level. So if you're on an opiate paint, like Percocet, hydrocodone, that type of stuff, you, you don't want to take it. Um, although I sometimes will microdose it in that case, and it'll allow you to take a lot less of your opiates because they're more effective. But that's a rare case that I'll do that. Uh, but I have done it a couple of times. But the main thing is, um, yeah, I mean, we always like to look at all the medicines you're on, but the only one I know that it, you really probably shouldn't take it with is, um, is if you're on an opiate, which I doubt you are. But uh, yeah, it works really well. The only, well, I won't say the only side effect I've ever seen, but the main side effect is some people dream more on it. You usually take it at night. It gives you more vivid dreams, which a lot of people like. That means they're getting more REM sleep. But some people don't like that, and then I dose it during the day. Um, I did have one patient that just didn't like LDN for some reason. I think they had a little swelling on it, which I'd never seen before. But... Um, you know, again, if you ever start a new medication, even a vitamin or a supplement, if you don't feel well, something, if you don't feel as well, I always think about maybe that medicine or that food or that supplement caused it. But, uh, but yeah, we use it on people on a lot of other medicines. 
Thank Except you for Oakley. that, Terry. Uh, let's go to Mama Bees. And uh, I saw this uh, comment today, Mama Bees, so thank you for, for putting this in here. Um, what are your thoughts on Slippery as a binder? I've been using Slippery Elm for years now, apart from other herbs and supplements. I, I like Slippery Elm. I think it does function as a binder, although it's not one of your more famous binders, but it has a lot of other good... Uh, autoimmune effects as well. So I do like slippery elm. Um, I ought to do a podcast on that sometime. And Mama B has one more question with uh, LDN. Can you take LDN with wild lettuce? Hmm. I don't know why you couldn't. I don't know why you could not. Again, wild lettuce. I'm not sure what you mean by wild lettuce. Unless it's just organic lettuce or wild grown or um uh mama b if you can clarify that we'll make sure we get the 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 best answer for you uh so I'll, I'll unless, unless that means your lettuce is laced with opiates or something which i doubt it i don't think that's what wild means <laughs> but uh uh a wild lettuce herb oh yeah i don't i don't see any problem with that at all um okay so no problem with that mama b um, Andy Margaret, we'll have to uh, do that question uh, through through email or something. You can email me, uh, Ben at performancemedicine.net. Uh, We're trying to stay away from uh, questions like that on air for 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 a minute. Uh, we so, can't be controversial. <laughs> so shoot me an email if, if uh, and we're we're happy to uh, to to answer. Um, all right, guys, it looks like we're. Uh, oh, I see. Um, I just want to put this up from, uh, it's a comment from Alice. It's not a question. In the last months, I've started dopamine advantage. I can tell a big improvement in my memory. Super cool. Super cool. I believe that's a life yeah. extension supplement. Is it not? Uh, the one we have is called Dopamind. Oh, but okay. I that's bet it's the same thing. Yeah. But yeah, that's a nice supplement. Uh, you know. Thank you for that, uh, Alice. Are we going to bring in uh, Dr. Ike to, to close out oh, the show? Oh, you want Ike? Come here, Ike. Yeah, he's chewing on a bone over here. Come here. Come here. That's a big bone, isn't it? Looks like a T. He, he, he needs something to chew on. You think UT's going to beat Alabama this weekend? I know you're going to the game. Um, I I, I do. I think we've got it. I think we've got a really good shot. Um, I hope we do. That's going to be the biggest game in decades around there. It'd be, it'd be um, a really, really cool thing. Um, so if I, you, I'm, If I'm we win, I, I know you're going to the game. If we win, are you going to run on the field and tear down the goalpost? I'm gonna, I'm gonna be on the goalpost when it's floating down the Tennessee River. Man, <laughs> right in front of your condo, that'll be pretty cool. Well, I'm gonna be watching on TV, so maybe I'll see you. Uh, ice getting wild over here. Uh, maybe I'll see you on TV, and I hope, I hope we do get to tear the goalpost. That'd now. be cool. Just don't get arrested. Uh, man, I try tell to you get what. Ike up here. Um, Come here Ike. Uh, we so appreciate everybody who's hanging out with us tonight. Uh, the, Ike is the Ike is the star of the show. He's running circles to... around the room now. He's. I don't think. What would you like to see his new haircut? Really we have to. Good, for Matt, we have to. We have to get Doctor Ike in. We didn't. We didn't have Doctor Ike last week. Um, was it last week? It was last week we didn't have him. Last week? Maybe yeah. last Maybe last two yeah, weeks. Yeah, because I was at your place last yeah. week. Yeah, so we, we got to get Dr. Ike in here. 
Uh, we'll close yeah. out the show. Oh, here um, he comes. Like we said earlier, we really appreciate you guys hanging out with us uh, each Tuesday. There he is. Man, he's wilding, right? Ike. There he is. Ike, look at Ben. Ike. <laughs> Why are you so excited? You got people here who want to see you. Yeah. His haircut looks good. He's the star of the show. He really does look good. I mean, his hair was getting long. Um, bye bye. Hey Ike, what what do you think? Is that should we should we call it a show? <laughs> yeah, I think we should. <laughs> All right, guys, we love y'all so much. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Uh, this has been the Performance Medicine Show. We do this every single Tuesday at seven p.m. Uh, we'll be back next week as always. Uh, go to the YouTube channel, check out the three episodes that went out today on the Common Sense MD. Explain this and dive into diet. Great episodes on inositol, dairy, and gut binders. Be sure to check those out. Uh, if I missed your question, I'll be going through it and, and hopefully I'll get to it uh, for next week's show. Uh, I apologize in advance if I missed you. Um, but we're going to head out. Doc, thanks so much, man. All right, man. Have a great week. All right. Um, Love you guys. See you guys later. Don't go away. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, we will see you guys next time.